Today's show is brought to you by the Fed and Fit team. We wanted to tell you about our brand new book, Cook Once, Eat All Week. This book is hitting shelves April 23rd of this year and is finally an answer to the big, hairy meal prep riddle. We are solving two really big problems with this book. Number one, we have found a way to save you loads of time on meal prep. And number two, this concept is designed to save you a lot of money on your groceries while still getting a fresh, delicious, healthy dinner on the table. The concept is simple. We take big batch protein, veggies, a big thing of veggies and another either second kind of veggie or a starch and prepare them on what is considered your prep day, minimal time in the kitchen. Then we walk you through how to assemble those prepared and or cooked components into three different delicious fresh meals. We include shopping lists, detailed prep day instructions, macros for those who need them. We have egg-free, dairy-free, nut-free, gluten-free, all the freeze considerations, and we wrote every single recipe in the book to be as family-friendly as possible. This book includes 26 weeks worth of meal prep, that's half a year, a handful of other especially fast dinner ideas, and an extensive outline for storage and reheating best practices. Tens of thousands of people followed along, many of you are listening, followed along when we released the Cook Once, Eat All Week blog series last year, and we are so thrilled to bring you even more of this life-changing meal prep approach. Cook Once, Eat All Week is available for pre-order right now on Amazon. Thank you so much for your support and for sharing this concept with your friends and family. So many of you talked about it on social media, talked about it in your stories, told your friends to go pre-order the book. It just, it means the world to us and it really actually makes a difference in the fate of this book. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you for ordering it, pre-ordering it and getting excited. It's going to be out so soon. You can catch a link to the pre-order in the show notes or you can just head on over to Amazon and type in cook once, eat all week. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and I am really excited about today's episode. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. We have invited Dr. Deanna Minnick onto the show. We're going to talk about chakra foods for optimal health, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then allow her to introduce herself, and we're going to get into some of these questions. But Dr. Minnick is an internationally recognized teacher, author, scientist, speaker, and artist. She, I essentially want to be her when I grow up. <laughs> she has more than 20 years of diverse, well-rounded experience in the fields of nutrition and fun, functional medicine, including clinical practice, research, product formulation, writing, and education. Her doctoral PhD research focused on essential fatty acid absorption and metabolism, and her Master of Science degree allowed her to explore the health benefits of the colorful, colorful plant-based carotenoids. She has authored six books on health and wellness and over 15 scientific publications. It's so impressive. Currently, she is faculty for the Institute of Functional Medicine in the University of Western States. She has developed an online certification program for health professionals so that they can apply the color-coded seven systems of full-spectrum health in their practice. Her lectures are heard by patients and practitioners throughout the world. Dr. Minnick's passion is teaching a whole self approach to nourishment and bridging the gaps between science 
spirituality and art in medicine. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to chat today. Thanks, Cassie. Great to be here with you. Oh, there's my. lots to cover. <laughs> there's lots to cover. She was asking me how long the show was, and I said, you know, 20-ish minutes. And just in refreshing myself on your bio, I'm, I'm reminding myself that's just not going to be enough time. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. It goes fast. But you know what? I, I think what's important is even one small thing that people take away from listening to this can have a ripple-through effect. So I it's not only about spending a lot of time, it's about spending quality time. That I really appreciate that. And that sounds wonderful. Well, I would love it. Tell us a little bit more about your story and how did you start doing this really interesting work in the wellness community? You know, um, I think it's just part of an evolving journey. Uh, I grew up with a mother who was very health conscious and I had a lot of resistance to that initially until I developed a lot of my own health issues and it sent me on a quest to figure them out. And I think like most of us in the healing field, like we had something that we wanted to heal. And for me, it was all about my reproductive organs. So I had endometriosis. I had gut issues. Um, my skin, you know, you know, often we think of like the stuff inside of us is not very troublesome unless it really interferes with our function. But for me, it was all about my skin too. It was like my skin was breaking out. I would get hives. Um, I was just very sensitive in my skin. And so I had a lot of these health issues that happened in my early 20s. I always liked science. And so I was always using science and research and studies to try to figure myself out. And that was in the day where we didn't have the internet. And then with the internet, as I was moving along in, into my 20s, I'm now uh, 48. So, you know, just putting it in perspective. Um, during the time that we were starting to access more information, I started to realize that there were other threads to be looking at. So I had taken a yoga class in my early 20s and got into yoga. I got into other things because I realized that science alone couldn't explain what was going on with me. I was feeling like, wow, you know, my body is much more complex than just looking at it as a machine. You know, it's connecting into my emotions and my thoughts and, you know, stress. Stress was getting the better of me. It was causing a lot of anxiety. It was causing bouts of depression. And so I would say, you know, when you ask me, how did I get into all of this? I, I think it was multiple things along the way. And so everything from nutrition, nutrition helped greatly. And, and thank goodness for nutrition. That's I went to study nutrition in graduate school. I did a master's and a PhD, probably more to figure myself out so that I could understand nutrition because I knew that there was something there. And then from nutrition, I went more into lifestyle and I did all kinds of different modalities there, everything from having massage, body work, energy healing, um, chiropractic sessions. I mean, you name it, I probably have had it done. And I think that what cracked the nut for me, I mean, all of those things in some way contributed, but it wasn't until I got into my own creativity and I started to unleash my emotions and to let my body speak through painting and art that really... Um, brought me to this point of true healing. Oh my goodness, that is fascinating. I cannot wait to peel back the layers <laughs> further. Okay, but before we jump into that, for those of us who are brand new to the concept of chakras, can you tell us a little bit about what that is? And if I'm saying it correctly, 
<laughs> how many yeah. do we have in our bodies and how do they work together or independently? Yeah. So the word chakra, it, it's chakra. said in a variety of different ways. You know, I, I say both chakra and chakra. Okay. I think chakra is more the Western way and the Eastern ways with the hard seed chakra. Okay. You know, and chakra in Sanskrit is, it means wheel. And um, if we look back at the ancient texts and mystical traditions that originated in Asia, and I'm thinking particularly India, but then also Tibet, Nepal, and in other places, essentially what the ancients were, were discovering is that we had parts of the body with a lot of activity and that the, you know, like a wheel, like it was constantly moving, it's constantly generating action. And if you look at some of the older drawings, they would show a picture of a body with these seven places with these circles. And in, in our modern day, we would call these energy centers. And, you know, from my medical Western background, the way I looked at these is that they were the endocrine system. Uh, the endocrine glands. And so the adrenal glands, the gonads, the testes, the ovaries, the pancreas, the heart and the thymus, the thyroid gland, the pituitary gland, the pineal gland. Mm -hmm. So what the ancients were on to was that, you know, there is this web in the body and parts of the body are really active and orchestrating a lot of activity. And so I stumbled across the chakras in yoga. So when I started studying yoga, and started doing it, they would start talking about the chakras. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, what is this? And then I read Carolyn Mace's book, uh, one of them called Anatomy of the Spirit. And I, it was in the 1990s and I picked up her book. And I think at the time that was just out. And she also comes from a Catholic um, upbringing. And so the way that she framed the chakras within the Western terminology and looking at it from the Kabbalistic, the Jewish tradition, the Catholic Christian tradition, she was able to speak my language. Like I could get it. The way that she translated these different centers, mm -hmm. she took it beyond physiology and into psychology. So, you know, I, <laughs> throughout my own journey, I just reinvented the chakra system for myself. And I don't even call them chakras because I think the way that I have laid them out resembles the seed of the chakras, but is probably not true to their ancient meaning. And so that's why I call them the seven systems of health. Okay. I'm, I'm taking a note. <laughs> um, this is so yeah, fascinating to me. You know, okay. You're right to ask me about the chakras, actually, because my first book that was published in 2009 was called Chakra Foods. Mm -hmm. And um, what that book was about was how these energy centers, the, the connection that we have to them psychologically and physiologically, I was finding were connecting into food. So I did talk a lot about chakras very early on in some of my books, but then in my later books, so I have a book that just came out last year called The Rainbow Diet, and then a book in 2016 called Whole Detox. Mm -hmm. I use the seven systems, but I don't necessarily talk about chakras. But for people that are into chakras, when they see my work, they're like, oh, wow, yeah, you're doing chakras. It's like, yeah, you know, the, probably the skeleton of it is truly chakras, but then I've fleshed it out in some of my Deanna-isms. And so I would say, you know, I've been criticized before that I wasn't being completely true to the chakra system. And 
uh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm not claiming to be. And so I just wanted to make that distinction. But I have a, a handy dandy little chart. You know, you don't have to take so many notes, Cassie, because um, <laughs> you um, a PDF uh, link so that all of your, your listeners, viewers can just download. You know, I just made it super easy. It's just a chart and it lists all the colors, all the endocrine glands, all the body systems. Uh, it has the psychology or the core issues. It has the foods and then the lifestyle. So people can just have that for free. You know, it's just an easy way to navigate everything. Oh, that's so wonderful. We will definitely put that into the show notes or link to it, especially. Um, So could you then tell me a little bit how, what's a way that someone listening right now, they want to know more. And obviously they're going to go grab that document to really get into the details. But how do you know if your seven systems are out of balance? What are some signs we can look for? Yeah. I mean, at any given time, we've got something going on, right? And so one of the classic ways that we figure out what's happening and how to organize that information is to do an assessment. So I actually have a certification program where I train practitioners on assessing people using a variety of different toolkit items. But if you just say, oh, well, I just want to get a good gauge. You know, I'm just on the pulse of it. I want to understand in both of my whole detox and rainbow diet books, I have questionnaires. And the questionnaire, it's, it's quite lengthy. Oh, actually, you know what? It's also on my website. One of my websites, whole-detox.com. Uh-huh. If you go to the quiz tab, um, you can actually do it online. You can just do it anonymously. And you can um, get a, a readout of all of your systems. So it's quite lengthy. It's 125 questions. But I... The way that I formulated this questionnaire, I mean, it had to come from uh, braiding together all of the piece parts, right? I needed to have the one thread of physiology in our bodies. I needed another thread of psychology and how we feel. Then I needed to bring in the food and the lifestyle. So that's why it's, it's a bit of a complex questionnaire. But when you do it, you can see where you have high scores. If you have high scores, you take the highest score and that is the system that's most out of balance. Mm. Oh, that's so fascinating. Very interesting. And I'm sure that if you find that, then the uh, PDF download you mentioned will kind of walk you through maybe the steps of the rainbow diet and how it applies. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it gives you the general overview of it. So like, let's just say, because, you know, most people, when they do that questionnaire, 80% of people, and I did this years ago when I was first writing Chakra Foods, um, and I was testing out the questionnaire with people, and I had all my friends do it, my family members, and I was compiling the data, and I was like, wow, so many people. And at the time, I had tabulated that it was like 80% of people Mm -hmm. have an imbalance in their yellow system of health. And yellow corresponds to the fire element. It's the solar plexus chakra, if you're thinking Mm -hmm. in chakra terms. And what does that oversee? It oversees how you digest, how you transform, So it's the seat of our digestion. It's the stomach, it's pancreas, liver, small intestine, gallbladder, and even the bile, which is yellow. And so this is a pretty fiery, acidic, warm kind of place. Mm -hmm. And many of us are actually burning this out to continue to use that analogy of temperature, right? Like we're not getting fired up, we're getting burnt out. And it's because we're just giving out so much and we're eating foods that deplete our energy, And so for each of the seven systems, what you're going to find in the Chakra Foods book, which you'll also see in the Rainbow Diet book, is what are the foods 
that help to better balance these centers? And what are the foods to be thinking about? And if we think of the fire system, the yellow system that I'm speaking about, it's about carbohydrate. And when people do too much of the easy to break down carbohydrate, a lot of the simple sugars and processed foods, foods that are high in glycemic index, like white bread and bagels in the morning, waffles, pancakes. I mean, I think of breakfast as a classic brown, yellow, and white foods meal, right? Mm -hmm. That is not getting us off to a great day. That's actually like burning us out from the start. We, we don't even get a start with that kind of breakfast. And so... Um Today's show is brought to you by Pride of Bristol Bay, where you can get truly sustainable, high-quality, nutritious Alaskan sockeye salmon delivered right to your door. Pride of Bristol Bay's wild salmon is sustainably harvested in the pristine waters of Bristol Bay, Alaska. Their focus team of fishermen are committed to the highest quality and handling standards at the point of harvest, creating the unsurpassed quality and flavor you'll find in every one of their wild sockeye fillets and portions. Each case of their wild salmon is labeled with the name of Bristol Bay Fishing District in which the salmon was harvested. It's the ultimate in traceability. Boxes of supremely fresh frozen fillets and portions are of the highest quality salmon, and they're delivered to your door skin on and already deboned. It's incredible. It's hands down the best salmon I've ever enjoyed. You can learn more about Pride of Bristol Bay and support their important work by ordering your first box of frozen salmon, visiting their website over at prideofbristolbay.com. That's P-R-I-D-E-O-F-B-R-I-S-T-O-L-B-A-Y.com. Make sure you submit the discount code FEDANDFIT, all one word, lowercase, at checkout for $40 off. Again, that's FEDANDFIT for $40 off. And so um, how do you heal that? How do you help to balance the center? Well, I give a number of different modalities from the food perspective and then also lifestyle. And I don't think you can just do one without the other. You know, uh, food plus lifestyle equals synergy. Mm -hmm. Food alone is good. Lifestyle alone is good. And they each have their own ripple through effects. But quite honestly, if we really want the biggest shift possible we need to look at the whole context of our lives. Like it's not just the foods that we eat, but it's how we think about the foods that we're eating. It's the, you know, we could be eating a salad and um, having good protein in it and it's very colorful, but what if we're eating it in the car, like as we're doing dashboard diving, driving to work or driving um, to go pick the kids up from school or, you know, does that really have the same effect as if we're sitting down with that meal mindfully? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's where lifestyle comes in to be very complementary to the foods that we're eating. Oh, that makes so much sense. What would you say would be your top three tips to folks listening right now that are wanting to implement some ideas? Um, I know that I'm sure that people are flooding to take that questionnaire because as soon as this the, our talk is over, I'm going to go take it. I'm so curious and going to access and, and order a copy of the Rainbow Diet. But what would you say are some three tips someone driving us can listen to and chew on throughout the day that you'd really want them to consider as far as just as achieving a very balanced health approach in catering to this concept of the rainbow diet in the different areas of their body. Yeah. And, and first of all, that questionnaire is always accessible to people. So I would say to take it on a weekly basis to see how you shift. Ooh, that's so neat. You do it once doesn't mean that you're going to stay in that place. Um, I try to do it 
pretty much like on a monthly basis because I know myself now and, you know, I teach this material so I can already identify patterns within myself. Um, but for most people, you know, they need to have a better gauge of where they're at and how they're moving and shifting. And when we start working on one of these systems, it starts to ripple through and change the other ones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the way to make the rainbow diet personalized is to do the questionnaire so that you actually know where to start and where to put your energy. But if we were just saying, hey, Deanna, just give me three tips, like from everything that you know about the rainbow diet and, you know, with these seven systems and yeah, we want to make them personalized, but what can most people like just on the street, you can walk up to them. What can you talk about? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say three things, color, creativity, and variety. So first and foremost, color. I do think that people are not eating enough color. You know, as I mentioned with the breakfast items, you know, we're eating brown, yellow, and white foods. These are very inflammatory foods. They're high aging foods. They're, um, they're damaging, you know, they're just not healing. And so one of the things that we're missing out on is just getting the full palette of different colors from nature. So red and orange and healthy yellow, green and aquamarine from sea plants, um, you know, like nori or even blue purple foods like berries, um, blueberries and boysenberries, blackberries. In fact, um, there was a survey done some years ago um, and it was, I think it was called the America's Phytonutrient Report. It was done by Neutralite 2009, I believe. Mm -hmm. And what they found out of the 1500 some odd people that they surveyed was that 88% of people had, um, they, they did not meet their blue purple for the day. I mean, 80%, that's the that's majority high. are not getting blue purple. And when you start to drill into each of these colors, they connect into certain body systems. And so blue purple, when I talk about it in the rainbow diet, I talk about the brain. And if you look at the science on blue purple foods, like blueberries and even grape juice, what you find is that there's a connection to learning, memory, cognition, and even mood states. Mm. So it's super important to make sure that you've got all the colors. And of course, healthy white foods, tan, black, brown. I mean, go with the whole spectrum of foods as much as possible. Oh, that's wonderful. And then secondly, the, the creative side of food, right? You know, I think that so many of us in the health space have become very analytical about food. We've become very sciencey, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, the ketogenic diet, you know, how do I do it? How many grams of carbohydrate? You know, we've gotten into this, I would call it analysis paralysis mode. Yes. What is much more nourishing, I think, for people and much more sustainable long-term is to create a sense of creativity, to be creative and artful and playful. One of the things that I experienced growing up, so, you know, my dad was a Chicago police officer. My mom was super strict. She was, you know, very religious and we have a lot, we had a lot of restriction at home about what we ate. So one of the things was that, you know, there was no laughing at the dinner table. It was like serious business and it was like food was function and, you know, food was family, but it was still function. And, you know, you needed to do your business. You eat at the table and, you know, I, I feel like I've had to undo that as an adult and I've had to actually teach and provide an example to others of how to play with food and how to be creative. Because if creativity is your life force and we heal through that flow, uh, if we're blocking it and we're stagnating it and we're getting stuck, um, then we're going to have symptoms. And so I think it's really important to even use food and eating uh, as a way to express our creativity. 
I love that. I mean, the, the example that I think of in just you talking about that right now is like a salad. I think there's a, there's a lot of folks listening that I do know like to follow recipes. And I think that kind of to your point, analysis paralysis, even in being creative in the kitchen, we, if we follow too many recipes, you know, constantly back to back, we kind of lose confidence in our ability just to wing it. But a salad, I think, is a really great example of you can just artfully plate a salad and throw some berries on there. And what compels you? Open up the refrigerator and see what you've got. Add some herbs and play with the homemade dressing. It's just, I, I always feel like I've tapped into that creativity with my food when I'm plating a salad, just as one little example. But I love that. Yes. Um, and the salad is a great idea. In fact, it makes me think of like years ago, I think it was 2008, I was teaching a course um, called Nutrition for the Soul. And I challenged the students to do something really creative and unique with their food. And um, like one of the things that we talked about was a salad. And we said, okay, make a salad that's really creative and unique, but eat it with your hands because you wouldn't normally eat a salad with your hands. And it's got all kinds of textures and tastes. And it's a completely different experience. And I remember that there was somebody in the class who was talking about how profound it was for her to be eating a salad with her fingers. She's like, oh my gosh, you know, I got messy. And it was, you know, it just causes us to be in that playful state. Like if we really truly let ourselves be in it. Oh, that is so fun. What a great example. Well, I just thought of it when you mentioned the salad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just had that flashback to that course, like where we talked about the salad, like, because so many people, especially people who eat healthy are eating salads, but it's such a mundane, it's become mundane and it hasn't, it hasn't been joyous. Yes. I, I absolutely agree with you. There's nothing sadder than a sad salad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote, Cassie. That's is it? I don't know that it is. I don't know that it's my best. (laughs) Well, it's true. I mean, you know, we have to inject some life into that food. I mean, food is a relationship. The way that we engage with food says something about our engagement with life. So if we're making sad salads and not really experiencing joy from it, it's like, wow, that's a really, that's a nice window into what's going on for us. It's like, hmm, we need to shift it. We need to change it up. You know, the third um, point that you had asked me about, like three things, um, the variety, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about this with food ruts. So let's just take that salad example, right? Because, you know, people can make a salad every day and they kind of get into the rut of using the same lettuce and the same t- cherry tomatoes and carrots and cucumber. You know, it's almost like, you know, how do we get out of those ruts? And it's so easy just to go with the same foods every day because then we don't have to think about it. We don't have to exert any energy, you know, we're, we have busy lives, busy schedules. So it's like, oh my gosh, the last thing I want to be thinking about is like my next meal. I mean, food consumes us mentally. It truly can. And so, but the, the thing is, um, variety is essential. It's essential for our mind and our bodies. If you look at the science about our bodies and variety, we need it for the microbiome, our gut microbiome, all of those little microorganisms that basically change our behavior, our immune system, our mood, our memory, um, how we digest. I mean, they need diversity. If they don't have diverse things to chew on and to metabolize, we're only as good as what we give them. And so we become, again, stuck and stayed if we're not 
allowing for diversity and variety. I mean, that actually makes us more resilient as human beings. That's what our immune system needs. And our immune system, most of it is in the gut. So if we're constantly seeing new things, it's like, oh, this is a nice challenge. Let me see how I can relate to this. And you know, and then we, be, we become less apt to have food allergies and food intolerances and food sensitivities. I typically see food issues with people when they're, they've got poor guts, they've got leaky guts because they're inflamed or they've got something going on, and then they eat the same foods all the time. So then they develop this sensitivity to corn, to wheat, to soy, whatever it is. And what they really need is to get out of those ruts. And so the whole detox program that I put together, if you can imagine this, it's 21 days, every three days, you know, a typical rotation diet will say you need to eat new foods every three to four days. Even when you go and do a food allergy test, they'll say, okay, you need to change every three to four days, these foods. Mm -hmm. So I do that within whole detox. Like the first three days we focus on red colored foods, like really super saturate the diet with all these red plant-based foods. And there's an omnivore track too. So I'm not wedded to any dietary dogma. I have an omnivore track. I have a vegan track. Then the next three days, days four through six, we do orange foods. And then we do seven through nine, we do yellow foods. And we just, we take it all through the rainbow. And it's really funny because my dad did this. My dad's a junk food guy. My mom's the health nut. Mm -hmm. But my dad finally did um, my whole detox program and uh, he only did it because I dedicated the book to him. <laughs> and so I said, I think I better do this program. And so he did it. And my dad, he wore the colors of whatever foods that we were eating for those days, he would wear that color shirt. Like he really got into it. And, you know, that just happens with people when they start changing it up. And um, not only did he become healthier going through it, he really, he took pictures of himself and it's amazing, like, how the expression on his face uh, had changed throughout the course of the program. Oh, that is precious. That's, <laughs> that's wonderful. I might, I might just dedicate a book to a few family members in the future. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, how am I going to help my dad make changes in his life? So, yeah, you know, that, that was what I had to do. I dedicated it to him. Oh, I love that. Okay. That is such wonderful, man. Thank you so much for all that wonderful advice. And I just, I can, there's so much more depth here and I cannot wait to follow up on all of you know, the rainbow diet book. We'll link to, of course, the book we will link to the questionnaire and the download, all that stuff in the show notes. But thank you so much, Deanna, for coming on the show today. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Cassie. Thanks for letting, uh, you asked all the right questions and I'm, I'm thinking that people have what they need to go further now. I, I hope so. Definitely. Well, I really appreciate it. Do you mind reminding us just really quickly where we can find all of your work? You bet. Um, I think the best place is my website, which is my name, Deanna, D-E-A-N-N-A, Minnick, M-I-N-I-C-H.com. On there, you can find all of my social media links. Uh, I've got some other websites. The one that you want is the one with the questionnaire. And that one is whole, W-H-O-L-E-Detox.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Deanna. It really means the world that you take the time to come out and share this with the Fed and Fit audience. Really exciting stuff. And everybody who listened, thank you so much for dialing in. As always, we'll be back again next week. 